No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Good Monday to you, No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. We are back, weekend behind us. A lot of stuff to get into here, Sean. How was your weekend? You doing good here on a Monday? Um, yeah, it was good, man. You know, I, I work a little bit. We uh, we won't talk about the game that I worked for the Sun Devils over the yeah, weekend. Just... We will ignore that particular game. Mm-hmm. Just on to the Pac-12 tournament we go. We will act as if the game in Utah never happened. That you lost by 40. Uh, we'll just we'll just ignore that one. But other than that, pretty good weekend. Pretty. How about you? You know, not not when, bad. Went on a hike. On Saturday, the first hike of the 2021 calendar. For Are you me, a hiker? Like, do you consider yourself somebody who no. like a hiker? No, no. no I, so I, I, enjoy, go? I, I enjoy the idea of hiking like the day before when we discuss it. We're like, and oh, let's go on a there. hike. And then I wake up the day of and I'm like, why did I agree to this? And I was in the middle of the hike and I was like, why did I agree to this? It was beautiful views, though. I had a good time. Um, uh, Wind Cave Trail is where we uh, is where we hiked. Never heard, Never of, heard it. of it. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So it was out there in the Mesa Apache Jungle. Elevation area. change, a lot was, of elevation yes. change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was we picked the most difficult trail, uh, which was great. We picked the the trail uh, at the park that was the most difficult, which I was really much appreciated. Uh, so that was Saturday. Watched a wrestling show last night, as I mentioned on Noble Live on Sunday. So mm-hmm. pretty busy weekend for me. Uh, all I'm happy for you. Yeah, so hiking you. and wrestling. That. There you go. Yeah, so pretty good weekend. Pretty good weekend. <laughs> Uh, let's kick this week off in style, Sean. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the Monday. This is the one they're talking about. So, Sean, we anticipate this week to be a pretty busy week for the National Football League. Yes. We are seven days away from the legal tampering period opening up in the National Football League. We are nine days away from the official opening of NFL free agency. Tomorrow is the deadline for teams to use the franchise tag. And, Sean, we're all sitting around. We don't know the salary cap for next season. The teams don't know the salary cap for next season, and it is so late in this process that they don't know the salary cap that there are some general managers out there that are preparing for the idea that the NFL is going to come out today on a Monday, and this all might change, right? We're we're recording this podcast at 10.30 in the morning. This could change by the time the podcast is even up. But as of this moment, there are general managers that are, uh, their, their assumption is if there is not a cap announced today by the National Football League, they are going to push the deadline to make a franchise tag decision back because the franchise tag number is directly tied to what the salary cap is. And so they need to know that number to be able to determine what the set to what these what the, these tag numbers are going to be, what these transition tag numbers are going to be. But we'll see. But as you're we gonna sit on Monday, to. Sean, teams don't have no idea what's going on. One, we're gonna get one of two things today. We're gonna get an Ian Rappaport's tweet, you know, he nailed this, something to keep an eye on. We're either gonna get the cap number today or you're going to get a pushback for the, the 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 franchise tag deadline you have to how can you tell a team hey you have to decide if you're going to tag this guy by tomorrow but and you don't know how much you space have you're going to no have. idea how much you're going to be paying this guy or how much space you're going to have you can't do that so you, you one of two things is going to get announced today what the salary and, and cap it, number is officially yep. finally yep. or a pushback of the of the franchise tag designation which the first, as soon as I read this, I thought instantly Dallas, right? Like we've talked about maybe somebody getting franchise tag here or not. And it was the Hassan Reddick of the world. We think that's out the window now after the JJ Watt signing, but um, Dallas and Dak Prescott. Interesting situation right oh, wait, now. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If the, if the cap comes in lower than maybe they're anticipating, 
mm-hmm. are they going to all of a sudden go, you know what? We're not going to tag Dak Prescott. Like, it feels like no matter what the number is, you're tagging Dak you Prescott, and then to. you're going to have a contract extension d- discussion. Right. Right? Like, I don't know if they're if they're sitting here thinking, man, if it comes in at this number, we'll tag him. But if it comes in at this number, nah, sorry, I Dak, that's well, it. Well, right. I was getting, I didn't realize that the, the deadline to do so was already tomorrow. I didn't even realize that because we haven't gotten the damn cap number yet. So I didn't even realize that. So they within the next 24 hours, Dallas Cowboys have to slap the tag on them. And then again, you can renegotiate, right? There's another deadline coming up in a few weeks where you have to um, sign your franchise tag tender or get a long contract done. You know, so that uh-huh. you slap. That's why I don't understand why they already, already haven't done it. You know, just slap the franchise tag on them. You're not going to let them hit the open market, right? You're not going to let Dak Prescott on March 17 just have the ability to sign anywhere in the league. You're not going to do that. So you're going to franchise tag him, or you're going to come to a long-term contract. So slap the franchise tag on him right now and see if you can work out a long-term deal. But I didn't realize it was already tomorrow, which yeah. for now, it's tomorrow. Tuesday, March 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern right now is the franchise tag or transition tag deadline. Uh, so we'll see if that ultimately has to get moved. Sean, last night, uh, I'm sure you were watching, Team LeBron defeated Team Durant. By the way, watching Team LeBron on the court, the, the team that he assembled, Man, LeBron, LeBron's a good draft. He had Luke out there, Giannis, really? who was the MVP. It's Steph. He's pretty good. Team Durant, I didn't. I was we, the two teams lined up, and I know there was no Embiid and Simmons, but the two teams were out there. and I'm like, man, LeBron did pretty well here. The so Team LeBron wins the All Star Game, 170 to 150, the final score. How much of this did you watch, Sean? Because for me, it wasn't a lot. I, this whole format, well, I'm just not a huge fan of. What do you clarify as watched? So I was doing production in my office last night. The yes. entire game was on in my that office. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. But what do you clarify as watched? Because there was like a handful of times I look up and go, God damn, it's already the end of the second quarter. You know? So I I, mean, I really wasn't watching it. To be honest, it's boring. Yeah, All-star it's very boring. games in general just don't do it anymore. You know, and you're young, Schubert, to the point where you don't really remember probably when All-Star games were. A must-watch TV when the excitement was In my lifetime, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game determined who got home field advantage well, in the World was, Series. Well, that was stupid. So, I just, so talk I, about All-Star Games mattering. Yeah, this one means something. Uh, yeah. You know, I just did All-Star Games back when I was a kid. You didn't have the internet, you know what I mean? And, and, and not everybody had, you know, cable to watch SportsCenter every night. So when you had the opportunity to see everybody in one place, stars you didn't get to see a whole lot of, you know, right. that you really just read about, it was a big deal to get them all in one place. Now we can see if I want to go see Damian Lillard and go watch every highlight of his career at any time on my phone, on my tablet, on my computer. It's not a big deal to see these guys in one place. We see them constantly on social media and so forth. So the you fact can get that an NBA top shot of right. a Damian Lillard highlight. The fact that they're all in one place to me, I think that's why the the All Star games. There's nothing on the line. You know, outside of bragging rights. And I love that I love that the NBA is trying, adding in the charity situation. You know, mm-hmm. each team that wins every quarter, they get goes to whatever charity that team particularly is gonna have their, you know, representing that night. Um, and I do like the idea of the way they finish the game, you know, having to get to a certain point total. That's nice when it's a close game, wasn't so great last night. But so I appreciate the NBA trying, but overall, just the the shine of an all-star game isn't there anymore because it's 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 not unique. We see these guys constantly whenever we want to. It's not this, but you know, it, it doesn't carry the same weight it used to when you only had really one opportunity to see everybody together. And then, there, and then, you know, guys back then wanted to prove that they could, they, they were the, you know, the best of the best and go head to head in that manner. It just, 
it's just not the same in so many ways. No, I mean it's it's a tough watch from start to finish. I I, I couldn't did, do it. Did that make you feel old? The fact that you just had to come out and say, back when I was young, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> I, I, did did yeah. that make you feel old when you said it out loud? Yeah. I'm I'm curious because it sounded old when you said it. That's why I feel like I'm I'm you know the the. The last great generation, because my okay, generation, okay, don't my, start that. My crap. generation, Schubert knows what it's like to not have the internet, but yet young enough to have adapted to it to its fullest extent. But we do remember what it's like. To I not have an have example the from this morning in the pre-show meeting that will uh, that will argue the fact that you know how to use the internet. Okay, all right. Man couldn't find uh, the Houston Chronicle website. Hey, to be I able went to the story Houston Chronicle. Find. It was there. Yeah, no, you didn't. It was just not the same one you were at. Apparently, it's two. <laughs> Boy, we will wrap up in the lead here talking about another NBA story. It is now official, Sean. Blake Griffin is going to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. He got bought out of his contract uh, mm-hmm. in Detroit, hit the free agency, uh, and now is going to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. And, Sean, the buyout market, this is that time of year where the buyout market is going to become a, a thing ahead of the trade deadline and all of the shenanigans that happen around this time of year. Phoenix Suns should probably be looking. They're number two in the West. I saw both uh, the NBA power rankings had them as the second team in the West and the ringer. I was I read Kevin O'Connor's article about uh, about the NBA power rankings, and he had the Suns as the second-rated team in the West behind the Utah Jazz. They're also second in the standings, which is the most important part. So this is a team that's going to be active. They're going to be discussed about it as a premier destination because they're in the hunt to be one of the top teams in the Western Conference. So it's not going to be Blake Griffin. You and I were talking off about how much of a good fit he would be didn't seem like that was ever going to be a possibility that he was going to join one of these top contenders but after a while guys are going to want to go to a place where they're going to be able to play and phoenix could be that spot yeah we'll see you know and and it's it's weird talking about the phoenix suns as somebody's going to be active at the trade deadline adding it's it's really weird it's the world but, we live uh, in now it's um it's a good problem you know it's a good conversation to have haven't had it in quite some time but blake griffin I don't see him being a significant contributor to the Nets, right? He's just at this point, he's he's a jag. He's well, just a guy. What do you what do you mean by significant contributor? Because I think he's going to provide great depth as part of their second unit and be able to add an additional scoring option. I mean, he hasn't been shooting the ball incredibly well. Scoring but I, I, option. But what what are they gonna what are they gonna ask him to be? Their fifth or sixth option offensively? I think he's gonna be fine in that role. Yeah. I think he'd be fine in that role. If he it's when he needs to be a top two or three option that I think your 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 team is a constructive. Right. Well. If he, if he's one of those guys that excuse me accepts a role and just go hey, just go give me you know 15, 20 hard minutes. You know, crash the boards for me. Just go be physical if you can. If you got that left. Um, He's not the same guy he was before. A guy that was no, built off of explosiveness, and you know, and the expo- And that's the problem with guys who are their game is built around just being explosive. When it starts to go, your whole game it goes, goes quickly. Yeah, yeah, you have nowhere else to really go. So now we'll see, see how, how it plays out in the, you know with Brooklyn. Why not? But the Suns are primed to be able to make a move or two here in the, in the buyout market and, I think, in the trade market at large. And I think James Jones will be looking to not completely mess with what they have going so far, but potentially attempt to add if need be. That's it for In the Lead here on a Monday. A lot of NFL-related stories that we are keeping an eye on, and one in particular coming up next on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. There's a big-time reporter in Houston that is suggesting a quarterback swap that uh, maybe we should be paying attention to here in Arizona. We'll get into it next to our Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. 6,386 is your number today, Schubert. That's the total vehicles available at Noble.com because I'm looking at Noble.com right now, and the thing adds up all the vehicles available across their 17 brands, 21 locations of Earnhardt Auto Centers across the valley right there at your fingertips. And the best part about it, we tell you all the time, 
You don't even have to leave the house. Schubert, you don't even have to leave that apartment you're sitting in right nice. now. They're going to bring you a vehicle to your front door for you to test drive. If you simply click on the Noble Express option, going to bring a vehicle to your front door. You test drive it for the day. You fill out the financial application online. They're going to bring your new ride to your front door as well once you're finishing up the, the once you finish up the buying process right there on Noble com. You know it's a name you can trust. It's the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that can't be beat right there at your fingertips at nobull.com. Family-owned and operated here locally since 1951. Nobull, nobull.com, Earnhardt Auto Centers. That ain't no bull. Are you okay, Sean? You, you're, you're shaking your head at the camera here as we as we start this this segment here. Are you okay? okay? You look like you're about to sneeze or something. That's okay, exactly just making what sure. it was. Exactly yeah, I was just was. making sure before we started sure what we were about there. to talk about that you weren't going to sneeze on me <laughs> when I was teasing this segment. I'm good. So, Sean, I I, I can't believe we're going to go here in this portion of the program, but it, we, you went to HoustonChronicle.com. We talked about this in the lead, and there was a story on there that I, I brought to your attention today because – John McClane, uh, not the John McClane from Die Hard, and I'm sure that joke has been made about 6,000 uh-huh. times. But John McClane, who is one of the the, the top writers uh, in Houston, the top writer when it comes to the Houston Texans, he's the guy that, that knows all, and he's the guy that you go to if there's a Houston Texans-related story. By the way, he's been the guy that's been championing the Houston's not trading Deshaun Watson camp for a while up until about last week where he kind of changed his tune and all of a sudden it was Houston should start fielding calls about the Sean Watson. And then over the weekend, I believe this story came out on either Friday or Saturday, Sean, and I'm going to read to you the headline. Here's an idea. Trade the Sean Watson for Kyler Murray. Where do you so want this, to start with this well, one, Sean? So this has been something other people have brought up, but it's the clickbait artists out there in the world of, of journalism, the Mike Florios of the world and so forth. Uh, you know, and for hypotheticals, some people here locally have talked about this as well, and I never put any stock into it at all. Uh, John McClain bringing it up in Houston is, okay, maybe we start talking about this a little bit uh, as a possibility. And you would really have to sell me on this idea, like really have to sell me on this idea uh, to trade Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson. You know, what what are you giving up beyond just Kyler Murray? Because it's not going to be a, you know, straight up swap of quarterbacks here. So what 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 are you going to have to add into the deal to make Texans general manager Nick Casario a Listen to your voicemail because he's not taking calls and people are leaving voicemails. No, messages. he's answering. So no, he has no, to he's listen to your calls. He's he has to listen calls. to your voicemail first and then want to call you back. So what are you adding into that voicemail, Schubert? Kyler Murray and what? Obviously the 16 this year. Yes, I think that's the easiest place. to I don't start. know Is if it... I'm going beyond that, but well, I'll you tell don't you have... this. Okay, I'll tell you this. This is the only reason here why I'm I'm actually going to listen to this idea. Here's a little excerpt from John McLean's article, Houston Chronicle. Says Arizona might resist the temptation to trade Murray because he's entering the third year of his rookie contract. Got the quarterback and the rookie deal. Quarterback but and the rookie deal. He's going to have to be paid and probably after next season. And an extension for Murray should be more than Watson's $156 million. It's an excerpt from John McClain's article on the, on, the, hmm. on the Chronicle. So if you look at Deshaun Watson's contract this year, he's only making about $6 million more than what Kyler Murray is. So it would be. An increase of about $6 million on the Cardinals' salary cap. Next year, if you have to sign Kyler Murray anyway, 
in the likes of a deal that Deshaun Watson got from the Texans back in September, who would you rather have for $40 million-ish per year against your cap? Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson? And when you start to think about it that way, I'm listening. But I want to know what the and is, the quote-unquote sure. and. Kyler Murray and what? I don't know if I'm giving up much more than this year's number 16. I just don't know if I'm going there. So I think, and the only counterpoint that I would make to what you just said, and, and listen, this is a point that I brought up on this show, that Kyler Murray is getting paid after this season. That, that, that contract extension is is going to be paid. Now, John McClain also points out in this story the baseball threat because <laughs> yeah. if it, Kyler Murray gets traded to Houston, he could just say, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go play baseball. So that baseball threat is always going to loom in Kyler Murray's career no matter where he plays. The only difference, Sean, I think, is right now Kyler Murray is, this is year three of his deal, right? So at the end of this offseason, they'll pick up his fifth-year option. So then Kyler Murray will be under contract for year four and year five. They then could agree to a contract extension that I would think would rip up year five of his deal and have the contract extension start then. So even in year four, he's still making less than the $40 million that Deshaun Watson is making, right? There's, there's an extra year of Deshaun is making 40, Kyler's not making 40. But overall, the point is still the same because if they pay Kyler, they're going to pay him the same amount of money, if not more money, than Deshaun Watson got in his contract. And then it just becomes a basic, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Deshaun Watson at that number or would you rather have Kyler Murray at that number? And honestly, Sean, I don't think it's that much of a hot take to say I would rather have Deshaun Watson at that number. No. And I do not think it is anything against Kyler Murray. It's just I've seen Deshaun Watson play more, and if the dollar amount is the same, take me the guy who's got the longer track record. Yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I'm 100% I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, and it's not a hot take at all to say he'd rather have Deshaun Watson than Kyler Murray, a little bit more established. Listen, Murray, we don't know what Murray's ceiling is, right? He might have... He might be a little bit uh, – he hasn't reached it yet. I think most of us would agree with that. But is it to the likes of Deshaun Watson, or is, will he ever be a Deshaun Watson? I think that's the question you have to ask yourself. But um, I think I think it's important to note that that answer isn't immediately a no. right? With some guys, we're saying, no, he'll never get to there. I think with Kyler, it's we don't – to your point, we, we don't, don't know, know where the ceiling is. Right. So it's still an unknown. It's still a relative unknown. So do you want to continue to roll the dice there? And again, are you going to how, – how, how much convincing if you're Steve Kime? And ultimately, it's your decision. But would you have to do to Cliff Kingsburg and say, hey, I know you've been working with this kid for two years. You've wanted to work with him since he was coming out of high school and you were recruiting him. We're going to move off of him, but we're going to get you to Sean Watson. You know, is there going to have to be a, a pitch job to your head coach there to even get him on board for this situation? Considering he knows what he's up against this year as well. You damn well, well better make the playoffs. Both of these guys, I think, are fighting for their jobs. I really do, because I think Steve Kime is fighting for his job, and if Steve Kime, and this team doesn't make the playoffs, I think Steve Kime is gone, and I, I'm sorry, I don't think a new general manager is going to, t I, I don't think a good general manager is going to come in and take that job if he's forced to keep Cliff as the head coach. I think if you're going to get a good or great general manager to come in here to Arizona, if you move on from Steve Kime, that person has to have the ability to move on from the coach if they yeah, want to make any Any GM who's worth the salt that you're hiring is going to want to bring in his guy, right? The quote-unquote yes. his guy. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're tied at the hip. And, I, and I, somewhat, I somewhat believe that Cliff and Kyler are tied at the hip, too. No? Like, if you're, if you're, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, don't That's you That's the one link that I don't think exists. Because are you really going to hit the reset button again at the quarterback position? Because, Sean, let me ask you this question. At the end of this, this season, and it's a big unknown because we don't know what the end of this season is going to look like. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, has it really been because of Kyler? Like, he's played... He played well his rookie season. 
He he played decent in year two. He wasn't the he wasn't the reason they they missed out on the playoffs. No. No. So I so I think it's a little unfair. Like he, it's not his fault that they will have had to have hit no, the reset I'm, button. I'm not coaching saying, general I'm not, manager. I'm not saying it is, but you're I mean you're you're asking right now, and I think you're somewhat on board for this type of move. You know that we're talking about with John McClain throwing it out there from the Houston Chronicle, Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson swap plus some you know be some 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 additional picks probably from the Cardinals. You're on board for that, isn't that hitting reset at the quarterback position as well? Anyway. Yes and no. It's hitting reset in the sense of you're, you're you're bringing in a new quarterback to a system. But Deshaun Watson's played in the National Football League for an extended period of time. He's he's played in a playoff game. He almost beat the the, the Chiefs in a playoff game. They were up what thirty one to seven in that football game. That we yeah, keep bringing half up on the show all the so time. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it didn't go so well. Not all his fault though. But so they, they, he has experience that Kyler Murray just hasn't had yet. So he's an experienced quarterback. So I don't know if it's a complete reset. I think to what to, to your point, if you bring in at the end of the season, this doesn't work. You're bringing a new coach, a new GM, and you reset a quarterback completely. You're drafting a new guy. Then yeah, that's hit. oh no, no that's no. a hard when reset. I said, when I said Cliff and Kyler were tied at the hip, I didn't necessarily mean if Cliff goes, Kyler goes. I I just kind of you know, Cliff has Cliff came here. They allowed him to draft Kyler first overall, right? That was the quarterback he wanted. He clearly didn't want Rosen and. You know, rightfully so. So he got gets the guy he wants. He's been working with him for two years. You know, I, I think Cliff would have a little bit of pushback, even if it is Deshaun Watson. I think Cliff would have a little bit of pushback. And I'm, you know, right. I, I try. I, I don't want to speak for the man, but I feel like that's probably the feelings he would have. You know, again, for me, the 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 only pause I have is what comes after the word and. Would you Cardinals do for two give first, up. Tyler? Cardinals give up Kyler Murray and now finish that sentence for me and I'll tell you if I pause I give up the 16 this year okay you're giving up a one in 2022 as well you're giving up two firsts in Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson this is where you just got to be careful I don't care who you are I mean Deshaun Watson threw for 4,800 yards completed 70 percent of his passes this year had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions and they won four games no don't it's not so that listen to me. Atrocious. But listen to me. You you have to have the ability to still put things around somebody. Now he would be coming here and he'd have he'd, he'd have D Hop and he you know instantly a better receiver than anything he had last year. Um, you know because he didn't have D Hop. Yeah. So, but you get what I'm saying. Like you still have to be able to put together a team around a solid quarterback. Quarterback can go out there and have career numbers which Deshaun Watson did, 4,800 yards, 70% completions, 33 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, 112.4 quarterback rating. Dude also ran for 444 yards and three touchdowns. Like, it doesn't get would, much better than that. He would have been in the MVP conversation if they were a good football Correct. But if you start giving up too many assets to bring him in, you have to ask yourself, is, is Deshaun Watson a better quarterback than Kyler Murray right now in their careers? Absolutely he is in many different ways. But is the difference between Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray does is that does that difference equal two first round draft picks? Does that difference equal because I think we all think Murray will take another step forward in year three, right? Just understanding the game, slowing down a little bit more, understanding the offense more, just you know, he'll take some steps forward. So that gap between him and Watson more than likely would close a little bit. So is the gap between the improvement from Watson over Murray? worth two first round picks to you well okay i i will answer your question with a question mm-hmm. make that trade and put deshaun watson on the cardinals as is and assume that they don't make any other major additions to the team okay. where do they rank in the <laughs> nfc west next season 
Oh gosh. Um, because <laughs> that'll tell you have, if it's worth. I don't have them winning the division next year. No. You would still. Ha- I still think I would have them behind the Rams. I would have them behind the Rams. I think you're closer to being equal with the Seahawks. And I think depending you're in front of the 49ers. On, and I think whatever it depends on what goes on with the 49ers. Like the Jimmy G situation is getting weird again. Oh, he's we'll, our quarterback. John Lynch said he's our quarterback. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I still have them behind the Rams, though. I do. Yeah, I think I would go Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, 49ers at that point. Yeah, maybe. So is that worth two first-round picks for you? And then, That's and what then, you have to and then, and then you limit. I don't know because you limit yourself to add anything again. And then next year, obviously, when the when the Deshaun Watson big dollars kick in on his contract, then mm-hmm. you're are we are we are you able to extend Chandler Jones? You know what are you doing there? I see it. it it's. It's difficult it's a to very, say. It's a very all-in move. Which is it's why, a very all-in which is, move. Which, right, which is why I struggle to give up draft picks because first-round draft picks hopefully give you a contributing player at a team-friendly dollar. So I, I, that's why I just I kind of I kind of push back on two number ones. What, here's what the was, what was not, the deal? Hang on a second. What was the exact deal that the Rams gave up to get Matthew Stafford again? They, like so what they, did well, the Lions get? Top, what did the Lions get in exchange for that? Well, hold on. Technically, they haven't gotten anything. It's not an official deal yet. Sure, March, March 17th. 17th. All right, Mister Technicality. I'm just saying. You're right. saying. Well, they, they, they might push. The, they might push the season back. I have to. I'm looking it up here. So if you can filibuster for me while I can try to pull up this trade, I just I feel like you know. Answer. Obviously, I think Kyler Murray is a better quarterback, I believe, than than Jared Goff. Right? Wouldn't you say? Yes. Like you're getting, you're getting, have, you're getting a younger quarterback. You're getting a more athletic quarterback, more explosive quarterback than Jared Goff. So. Instantly, the Cardinals are already giving up more there in terms of the player that left. So what did the Rams also give up? So Detroit got Goff, Mm -hmm. a 2021 third-round pick, Mm -hmm. and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023 in exchange for Stafford. So two firsts, a third, and and, and Goff. And two firsts starting next season because I don't know if you know this, Sean, but the Rams don't have a first-round pick. They don't don't like the first-round pick. They don't have a first-round pick for like eight years. Right. They don't like to join the party till Friday on uh, on draft night. Uh, Do they have a Friday pick? I don't know if they have a day two pick this year. Who knows? Um, But anyway, so do you feel like the Cardinals would have to give up two firsts to equal that, or could you give up a one first, a third, and Kyler? Here's the other part of this, though, Sean. There are other teams in the mix here. Who? Right. If if it, I think Miami and New York are the only other two teams. That Miami's are, that are got in the a better. Miami and by and New the York way, better, I don't have, think the Cardinals are in the mix on this. I don't think so either. Let's make this, this is John clear. McClain hypothetical. This is fun. He's this just supposing. Fun. He's doing some good old fashioned just supposing. So that's what we're doing here we as love well that on this show. But do so. So would the okay? So the Jets and the Dolphins both have better capital in terms of the draft to give up. The Cardinals are giving up the better player. Potentially. Well, it depends on how Nick Casario views Kyler Murray into a Tungavailoa. Oh come on, it's not even a, it's not even a conversation right now. Kyler's the better quarterback. It's not even a conversation right now. I agree, but that doesn't mean Nick Casario feels that way because apparently he loved Tua in New England. So when he was there, so and again, I think the number two overall pick that the Jets have is the biggest trade chip of everything that we've mentioned. It is because it is the it is it is the Willy Wonka golden ticket. You can have whatever quarterback you want that that Jacksonville doesn't take. So you can have any quarterback <laughs> not named Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, sure. So you, you uh, can, yeah, like, you can, and then you can, then you have three years of team friendly cap space. You know, whereas if you if you do the quarterback trade, on a rookie deal, if you do quarterback yeah, on a rookie if deal, if you do the just supposing that John McClain's thrown out there, then you're then you're just you know you, then now you're getting Kyler and 
in terms of cap money, you're right in the same spot you were after next season that you were with Deshaun Watson. So, mm-hmm. you but you mean you're probably going to want a quarterback for this year. So you're taking on Sam. What's Sam Darnold's contract look like? Uh, it's like nine million for this season. But for next year, they can get out. What year is he in? I can't. Well, well, this so the, he's entering his fourth season, and the okay, Jets have year. not picked up his fifth they have year not. option. Not okay. Gotcha. No, because so, because in all honesty, it's probably not going to be their decision. Right. So if you because Sam Darnold's going to be playing elsewhere. So if you're the if you're the Texans and you traded with the Jets, you would bring on mm-hmm. Darnold, right? Not pick up the fifth year option. See what and have him as a see as what a happens next year. He's your bridge, right? But mm-hmm. then you but then you draft the guy that you want. I, see, I don't know. Justin Fields, Zach yeah. Wilson. I don't Who know. It, it, it depends. Like it depends. It all depends on one Houston changing their mind and ultimately deciding to answer the voicemails that are being left on Nick Casario's phone. Mm-hmm. And two, what do they value more? Do they love a guy in the draft? Do they love the idea of a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? Because let's, Sean. Let's be honest, and we'll play this scenario out. If Houston wants to get a quarterback. Give me one of the guys that they love. Tell me, you're Nick Casario. You love which of the two quarterbacks that could be picked at two? Oh, it's you your like boy. Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? It, it, it's your boy. I don't, I'm so, not a big. So I'm not big on. Even though Fields looked sensational in the in the NCAA Fields championship game, he had, the accuracy was much better than I had anticipated seeing in the yeah, in the, and the BCS title game, um, the playoff title game, I should say. BCS the, uh, title game. Guy took us back to 2007. Told you, I've been I've been going back, uh, but the. Uh, I, I yeah, I would say Wilson over him for sure. Okay, so so you love so sure. the Houston Texans and the I gotta Houston be Texans honest. I have not watched a ton. You've watched more than I have of Wilson yes. play, yes. but if, I'm not. I just I'm not huge on field. So I would guess and, and that's that they fair. Would be, I would I would guess they'd be more Wilson. I'll show you some Justin Fields tape that might change your mind. Um, but it's okay. You're, so you so you like Zach Wilson if you're the Houston Texans, right? Yeah. If you trade if you trade with Miami for three, you now run the risk of Zach Wilson not being there. It depends on how closely you rate those two guys. This is again. This goes, and we were we're going in circles here. But this is the crux of Houston's situation. You know what we need on this it show. It all comes. To, it all know, comes down to what they want. You know what we need on this show? We need an alarm that goes off and lights that flash on the screen for Homer alert. And whenever I do it or whenever you do it, we need to no, fire need off Homer. Jets if, guy, if they, Jets guy, pleading case right now for this to, for this trade to happen with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but hit, it, hit the it, button. It let's get who, the horns well, going. It depends on who they like, right? If they like Zach Wilson so much better than Justin Fields, I don't think they can risk picking it three. If they grade the two guys close and they feel that no matter what, we feel like we're getting a, a starting caliber quarterback in the National Football League, then they can they can afford to go down to three. If they love Kyler Murray, they can afford to just take sixteen back in a trade with Kyler Murray with the Arizona Cardinals. It all depends on how they rate the quarterbacks coming back. They, if they don't like Tua, they could tell Miami to kick rocks. We don't want Tua, right? Mm-hmm. It all just depends on what they want, and that's why when you see John McClain kind of throw out there, "Hey, Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson swap," it gets a little interesting. You start to consider those things a little bit more. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, let's keep an eye on it. We'll see if there's any more smoke. Right now, this is just good old-fashioned hypothetical. You know, just supposing. So we'll see. Good old, good old Justin Posen. Coming up next mm-hmm. on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, we wrap up the Monday edition of the show with a little buy or sell, and Bigfoot is back in buy or sell. He's making his <laughs> second appearance in buy or sell. We'll All do right. it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. All right, Sean, I teased Bigfoot, but he's going to go last here in buy or sell. Mm-hmm. We'll, get, we'll get to Bigfoot here in a second. But topic number one in buy or sell. Buy or sell, the NBA needs to change the all-star game format. Buy or sell, Sean Preston. 
What do you mean by the all-star game format? They have to change the, the, the way the all-star game is played. I'm selling it. I'm selling it. First and foremost, it is what it is. Second, TV ratings are still okay. Third, I don't know what the hell else they do. And what I mean by that is I think I I like the fact that they break it down almost into four different games on the floor, right? First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Uh, Winners get, you know, charity money goes to their charity. And then the fourth quarter, whatever the score happens to be in a total, now we race to a certain number. I, I think that's fun. If you rewind the clock to last year, when it was a competitive game, that was the best all-star game experience I've had since I was a kid, right? The fourth quarter was fun. It was entertaining. Guys were actually, they actually gave a crap and they were, you know, it was, it was good basketball. Last night, I don't think we had a lot of guys that wanted to be there, to be perfectly honest. I don't think we had a lot of guys that put in more than just a half-assed effort. Um, so, I, no, I don't know where else you really go with this. I don't think it's changed format and all of a sudden we have a much better product. So for me... No, all-star games are kind of what they are. Either you like them or you don't. I'm buying this. And because I think what would be a more entertaining product, and you disagree with me on this, but I think if they went to a three-on-three tournament bracket-style format where each team picked a charity, and if you win the whole thing, you get X amount of dollars for charity, and you got to play a 3v3 tournament, you take the top eight vote-getters in the, in the, uh, in the, in the all-star voting, then you take the next, I don't know, however many it all works so that everybody has a team of three, and you draft, right? There's 16 names in the pool. Everybody gets to draft two guys for their teams, and you run just random threes, and you have a tournament. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think it'd be entertaining. Now, I understand it may not uh, ultimately be a better on-court product because you're, you're changing the, the, the way of the game. You're not going to play up and down both ways. You're going to play a half-court kind of big three style. But I don't know. That tournament might, might bring out... Uh, the best of the players and they might have some fun with it so i'm all for trying unique things because i don't think this format's currently working it's boring to me um so i i threw out their threes tournament so i'm buying this one i like the creativity you're giving me there Uh, my only fear is like i remember i was stoked when the uh the big three came out right i'm like this is this should be really fun to watch but it seemed to remove all of the fun aspects of the game of basketball up and down the floor the athleticism and it was you know who likes to watch constant half court sets you know what I mean? Like that was—that's why the NBA has changed the rules the way they have to to get the game to be more free flowing again. So, um, yeah, I mean, I hear you. I like the creativity. I'm always up for something new, but um, I just don't know where, how how different you can make it. So, all right, next up, we'll we'll do this one very quickly because we just spent a lot of time on it. Buy or sell, Sean? You would make a Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray swap. <laughs> I'm still selling this. I, I still, and I get it, I made a case in the previous segment, right, of, well, if the money's the same, who would you rather have for the same dollar, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, since you're more than likely going to have to extend Kyler after next year anyway. Uh, hopefully you have to extend Kyler after next year, because that means the season went well for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I still just struggle to give up more assets beyond that, you know, and, and plus you don't even know exactly where Kyler Murray's career arc is going to peak. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I still struggle to give up. You know, you have so many holes. Get it, you know, see if you can find a corner. See if you can find, you know, somebody for that offensive line. See if you can find somebody as a number two threat opposite of Hopkins. You know, don't give up the first round picks if you don't have to. Uh, you know, is the gap between Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray enough to give up two draft picks right now in the first round? For me, I say no. 
I am also going to sell. Sell, sell, Surprised by and, this. And, and the reason why is the moment you make this trade and you take on that $40 million cap hit for the, the next, I think, three or four seasons after this one, you are basically saying we are committed to the roster we have. We are willing to lock in the roster we have, and we think we have a window to win a Super Bowl in that time frame. By the way, you're also going to probably have to give up multiple first-round picks, so there's no way for you to get great talent in the draft to, to put around uh, Deshaun Watson. The, the, the thing about keeping Kyler Murray is, yes, you're more than likely going to have to pay him at some point the same amount as the, as Deshaun Watson, but you extend that window where you can build that roster out, right? You probably give yourself another two years to then ha then build a roster that you feel comfortable locking in with that quarterback. Do so you, I would rather the extra time. Do you feel you can win a Super Bowl with Kyler Murray? That's not one of the buy or sells uh, that we are supposed okay, to be buy discussing Okay, buy here. or sell. You can win um, a Super Bowl with Kyler Murray. Then don't make the I trade. You, uh, yeah, I think you can win a Super Bowl with Kyler Murray. Then you're not so I making the make trade. trade. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and I, and I think I think that's what makes me lean towards. I get it. It makes a lot of sense when you put it on paper, but I would just kind of stand pat and keep my draft picks. All right, next uh, number three, Sean. Little Suns topic. Buy or sell the Suns should be active in the buyout market. There's you know obviously the risk of potentially messing with the chemistry, but they should be active in the buyout market. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'll buy that for sure. I'll buy I'll buy the buyout market here. Um, for a handful of reasons, you know, if you have a, if you can find a way to open up some cap space going into the off season too, you know what I mean? Where I think the mm -hmm. Suns all of a sudden are going to be, I mean, might be might be going, you know, it might be cart in front of the horse mm -hmm. here. But will the mm -hmm. Suns be a destination and free agency in coming years wow. with the way this team Easy. is turning a corner? Yeah. So if you can get you know you, in the buyout market, you get yourself a contract or two uh, of uh, of a guy that a thinks the Suns can make a run, so that's nice, right? But then. B, at the end of the year, maybe open up some cap space. I'm I'm in this. So, yeah, I'm buying that for sure. And it's weird yeah, to have the Phoenix I'm, Suns in these conversations. I'm in as well. Absolutely. Um, obviously, there's the risk of messing with the chemistry. But there's there's you should always be looking, especially where this team is at, even though they're second in the West, you should always be looking to improve. Mm -hmm. And I think there can be opportunities to improve. Now, I'm not saying they have to make a move in the buyout. I'm not going to say he, sit here and say, if they don't make a trade or they don't make a buyout, I'm going to be upset. I'm not saying that at all. I just think they should be active in looking to find ways to improve their roster. If they're able to do it, great. That's awesome. If they're not, they got a pretty good, pretty darn good basketball team that's playing good basketball that's second in the West right now. So, you know, they have that to fall back on as well. All right, we're, we're here. We're finally going to do it. Buy or sell, Sean. Because apparently... And I believe this is the second time Oklahoma and Bigfoot have come up in the same topic here on the show. So if you remember way back, we mm. did a buy or sell in which we and we the details are a little fuzzy on this, but Oklahoma was going to allow people to hunt for Bigfoot and like they were going it was to be National a, Bigfoot Hunting Day. That's it. That's it right there. And we on the show said terrible idea. We sold yeah, they, it. so they took now, that idea and they're like, you know what, and, let's 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 yeah. add to this. Let's take this farther. Apparently, they're apparently now going to give a $2.1 million prize if you're yes. able to hunt Bigfoot. So the buy or sell here is is going to be twofold. Buy or sell one, you would try to hunt Bigfoot for a $2.1 million prize. I'm going to go mm -hmm. first here. Okay. Sell, sell, sell. Because my answer is related to the second thing because I'm going to buy... Somebody is going to get hurt by doing this. <laughs> yes, Somebody is going to get seriously hurt from yeah. this stupid idea. Yeah. So I am selling it because I don't want to be the person that gets hurt. So I'm, I'm selling the idea of, of getting the $2.1 million prize because I'm buying the idea that somebody's going to get hurt from this idea. So I've never, have you ever been to Oklahoma? No. 
I uh, maybe I drove through it once. Okay, me either. But the whole thing is a tourism play. Apparently, they're hoping it brings people to the state, you know, to go hunt some Bigfoots. By the way, not the time if for tourism. Well, listen, I don't know if you've seen what's going on in right, the world. But but if your state has such little to offer that you're hoping to drum up some tourism by hunting Bigfoot, that's not a good look, man. That's not a good look. So what are my two questions here? The first one so, is this. So the first one is you would try to hunt Bigfoot for two point one million dollars. Sell that. Sell that for sure. I can't. Sell, sell, I think I told you my hunting story. I went one one time in my life and I shot a bird and I'll, I'll never do it again. Uh, the second the second one, um, somebody's definitely getting hurt. So uh, go ahead and go ahead and so go ahead, so yeah. we'll buy so that one. Yeah, buy yeah. That. I mean, you just picture this: a bunch of hillbillies out there trying to make two point one million dollars, trying to hunt Bigfoot. You know what I mean? You see something in the shadows walking because it's early, it's dusk, right? So a little foggy too, and you just see an image walking by. Bang! No. Oh, is that Frank? Frank, I thought you were him. I thought you were Sasquatch. I'm sorry, Frank. Did I get you? You know what I mean? That's going to happen. So, no, I'm not going anywhere near that. Sh you know? I'm out. $2.1 million. Yeah, I'm, out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm so out. So, if, you can, if out. you can somehow turn an imaginary character into something real and then shoot it, you deserve $2.1 million. So wait a minute. More more importantly here, I'm going to add a third buy or sell. Bigfoot is real, and I'll I think sell. your answer is sell. sell. They would have found sell. his ass by now. Right? There'd be something. Somebody would have found some kind of Clearly remains. Clearly not. We, we, have to, we have to pay people $2.1 million to try to, to try to Somebody would have found some remains of a Bigfoot by now. It's not a real thing. It's a good movie. I guarantee you haven't seen it. It's Harry and the Henderson. No. Harry and the Henderson. Never seen Harry and the Henderson. Never seen it. Funny, no. comical '80s movie. One I grew up on. Uh, good movie, but no, big Bigfoots aren't real. Get the hell out of here. That's gonna do it for us here on the Monday edition of No Bull with Chris Cress. Frank, was that you behind the tree? I'm sorry, Frank. Dude, follow the show on Twitter at No Bull underscore Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. At Shoe Radio, you can follow Sean on Twitter at screspin02. And rate, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, follow, subscribe. We will be back on Wednesday. Everybody have a good one.